I knocked down the walls like flat on the ground and then they disappeared into the grass. The floor beneath me disappeared. Furniture disappeared. I was just in a big open grassy meadow. It was beautiful. Hi, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Hecate, and this is Finding Okay, a healing podcast for survivors of sexual assault and abuse. Trigger and content warnings for today's episode include the following. PTSD, trauma, substances, nightmares, death, decay, and a brief mention of a past stay in a psych ward. Please check in with yourself and make sure you're all right to continue. I I managed some lucid dreaming earlier, uh, oh, really? which it's it's the first time it's happened in a while. But I was Am having I a nightmare. It? Uh, yeah, it w- it wasn't anything big, but um, but it was kind of like a, a cognitive triumph for myself, and especially like makes a big difference if you struggle with nightmares, if you have PTSD, like if you're listening, like working yep. on lucid dreaming, it's a really great thing to do, even if you never get exactly to ultimate control over your dreams. Just that that next level of consciousness and awareness really helps with nightmares and navigating them. But I was just having a nightmare about like my dog being out off leash and oh, getting yeah. away from me in like a misty field or something and i saw her i was calling and i was like why isn't she coming and and i as i was looking at her away from me not paying attention not coming back i just like felt the moment and i was like i don't feel the way i should feel this isn't real i'm dreaming i'm asleep and then my dog like almost like a like a hard cut in the film she like shifted and and was suddenly standing in a different part of the field just like moved without moving and i was like yep that's not real (laughs) and uh it's that moment that's the key i've had lucid dreams and that you gotta have that moment you gotta you gotta find that moment that identifying moment of like this isn't quite right and then you gotta follow that thought and not let yourself let go of it and just say it isn't quite right right how is it not right and explore that right. and, and not allow it to just, you know, that suspended disbelief that you have in dreams where it's like, mm-hmm, well, this is true. weird. I'll just go with it. <laughs> and you just you just can't hang on to that thought. Um, totally, totally. But then I started getting like flashes of um, spiders. Oh, no. But it was OK because I was able to like see them and just kind of be like, uh, spiders. I'm afraid of spiders. So I'm seeing spiders and I was like, oh, I'm asleep. I'm having nightmares. And these are just images that are coming. And I, I recognize them because that's all it was, was just like images that right, you know, right. would like flash and, 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 and I'd be like, oh, I don't like this. And then another one, I was like, oh, I don't like this. And I was like, and, and that was when I was finally just sort of like, look, I already acknowledge that I'm asleep. I'm not feeling this. I would like to wake up now figure out how to wake up now and I like made myself wake up and uh and managed to just to just be like done <laughs> and, I agree. Uh, I think that yeah. is the toughest part of maintaining a lucid dream I've only had it happen a couple times but not panicking and not like uh like submitting to like you know your fears it's so hard it's so difficult mm-hmm. so I had a similar one where like I had that moment where I was like standing in a room and there was like people I didn't recognize which is normal in yeah. all my dreams. I, there's always strangers in my dreams. I never yeah. see anyone I recognize. The fuzzy faces. and Yeah, just yeah, just random random people I've never encountered. 
and just I was in a room I didn't recognize, furniture I've never seen. I don't know any of these people. I didn't know. And I just looked around and I think I looked down at one of my hands and that's what did it. And just looking at my feet and hands, there was something really off, like my hands weren't right. And I think I may have even checked the light switch, which is another thing they say Smart. to do. Yeah. The one I'm familiar with is clocks. Oh, clocks. Oh, that's a good one. Clocks oh. never. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Waking Life? Waking Life. Kim, watch Waking know. Life. Oh, okay. it's, it's, oh, shit. Oh, I seen it. you might hate it. Um, <laughs> my, my partner fucking hates it. He, it's just oh, really? like, way, like, he's, he's really picky though. And it's really easy for him to be like, that was way too up its own ass. And I was like, but I was there all the way. I will crawl right up in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, but I think you would appreciate it. I mean, it made my mother motion sick. So there's that. <laughs> oh my God. Really? <laughs> Probably don't watch it high. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, oh, but it's, Ethan it's Hall? all like. Yes, every every scene is animated by a different um they filmed it and then they gave the film to be animated over uh by different artists. So each section has a different artist's touch and take. That's pretty and, cool. And uh and it's it's really wrapped up in like lucid dreaming, what is reality? Um how do you know if you're dreaming? How do you know if you're dead? Oh. I love it as like an art yeah. film. And and what I learned from that was clocks. Like if you look at a clock in your dream, it will almost never give you the time That's it will it like it'll you know the numbers will be floating around they won't come together perfectly you know or even with an analog clock it just won't quite be doing what it's supposed to be doing that's so interesting and even if you do like manage to get like a hard time like look at a clock and know like oh it's like 557 it's not because you read it off of the clock it's because your brain fed you that number like there there's just like this weird disconnect but oh, you were telling me about your so dream continue no but yeah i had that moment you know where i i the realization moment and as soon as i did that all the people disappeared like faded faded wow. away the roof awesome. blew off the house holy shit the wall i knocked down the walls like flat on the ground and then they disappeared into the grass the floor beneath me disappeared furniture disappeared and i was just in a big open grassy meadow it was beautiful that's amazing the blue skies and then you know i looked up and i looked down and then i just started rocketing off of earth at an incredible speed faster than a, a spaceship would go and i was out of the atmosphere within like you know 10 seconds maybe and i got to outer space where you know if i held my hands in front of me and like made a circle or you know or just even one hand you know just like you know making a small circle i could that was like my vision of the earth and outer space and i was floating in outer space but the, the spooky part was there were no stars anywhere oh it was, it was just, just like the void it was blackness it was the void it was blackness yeah. and then i started getting panicky thinking that asteroids might hit me <laughs> Gravity style? <laughs> yeah, like gravity style. I'm, yeah. I'm like, right. And this is before gravity came out. The movie, yeah. And I was already freaking out about asteroids hitting me. And then I realized I don't have a, a, a space suit on and I'm in outer space. And then I looked like behind me. There was no moon. There was no star. It was just blackness. It was just pure blackness. And I freaked out. And that's when I woke up. That's an amazing dream. That's one of the best ones I've heard. Yeah, that was like my that was like the most lucid I've ever been in a dream. 
And I've had other ones that are like strange, but like I knew more or less what was going on and was moving around, kind of floating stuff. And is that like a weird party? That was my other lucid dream. Is it like mm. a strange party of some kind? But the the outer space one, that was legit. That was pretty sweet. Up until when I turned around. Ugh. I had um another like lucid dream that stands out, like talking about that like fear thing and like not getting caught up in like following that fear. One that when you said that, like one that popped out to me like from many years ago actually involved like a xenomorph from Alien. They'll show up in my dreams every so often because they are just like, you know, I love the idea oh, of yeah. them being like the perfect life form, the perfect predator. And they're they are. They're fucking scary as shit. Um and I was just like I was in some kind of huge store like a like a grocery store or like a Walmart or something something with aisles and I was with a bunch of people and and we were like hiding from you know the xenomorphs or I didn't I don't think I even knew what we were hiding from at that point but it was like you know that uh, survival like group of people that are banded together because you happen to like I don't know find yourself hiding behind the same thing totally at totally. the same time <laughs> and uh, and so strangers you know no emotional connection but um, but just trying to to stay quiet to to make it and uh, and I you know like remember like dodging around like aisles and trying to I can't even remember but I just remember like turning into like a next aisle and finding myself face to face with one of the xenomorphs and uh and it starts like opening its mouth and doing the whole thing and and i just like in just like this moment of clarity i was just like no (laughs) and i just recognized it as a nightmare and i was like i choose to not pursue this moment and woke up Yo, good for you. Hell and yeah. uh, was like, I'm not sticking around for this shit. Yeah, Whatever, bye. I don't. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, I've I've definitely had some like similar dreams where like I'm just with a group of survivors from the apocalypse or whatever yeah just getting around you know avoiding zombies or whatever horrible i have a lot of post-apocalyptic <laughs> nightmares i think yeah zombies show up a lot and nightmares like they yeah, don't do same. it anymore but like growing growing up like i had a, a huge problem with um with zombies this was actually like a, a therapy breakthrough for me it was figuring out like why are there dead people in my dreams like why is this such like a huge like because i suffered with dreams nightmares that were so bad that i referred to them as psychotic nightmares because that's apparently yeah. like a term but they were horrific and they were at their worst at the time right before i ended up in the psych ward for for two weeks in yeah. like sophomore year and there's a whole lot like built into that that i won't talk about but things just got really bad I would have horrific nightmares when I would go to sleep. Time lost all meaning. So I, it felt like anytime I went to sleep, I could just randomly be gone for like a month into like the worst hell that anyone could imagine. And I felt that there was a psychological burden to them. They were so horrific that I felt I couldn't share them because when I did share them yeah. with people, I would fuck other people up. They would be like, oh my God, right, that right. is awful. And I feel... Like, I'm not okay having heard that. And I was like, well, it's my responsibility to keep this to myself for the health of other people. Oh, and so I yeah. didn't share them with my therapists either, and which is just worse because it gives them more power. Talking totally, about your right. dreams, like, just removes that charge that they have. But a huge, like, reoccurring theme was, like, dead people or, like, reanimated people. Um, oh, yeah. I, not zombies exactly. And I, it felt really important to me 
to say they're not zombies. Right. But the important thing was that they were rotting people that were right. walking around. Maybe more of a pet cemetery vibe than a zombie vibe. I don't know. It was, yeah, a little bit like, but it was like the, the decomposition was like the huge thing for me. Oh, like, that I they, got gotcha. That they were like rotten. Oof, um, yeah, that's scary. It was very graphic, very scary. Those are those are some really bad ones. I've had a lot of really bad ones, but um, but the dead or rotten people kept coming up as like a reoccurring thing. I, I took meds for many years, like to be able to to not have the dreams. And if I went off the meds for any period of time within two weeks, I would end up having nightmares again. Oh, um, and it wasn't until like uh, a few years ago, um, talking with. My therapist at the time, I kind of like finally explored that a little more and came to the realization that it had to do with a trauma that I suffered in seventh grade that was a social trauma that had to do with uh, the the weird like witch hunt. I don't know if you remember that, like back in oh, yeah. grade school, oh, yeah. but the way that the whole town turned on me and people I had grown up with and known all my life turned on me and started lying about me or saying all these things or believing all these things about me. Um, and the way I saw like mob mentality take hold and yeah, transform seriously. people around me and reveal parts of them that I didn't know they had. It's just this bizarre feeling of everyone being tested and everyone failing. Yeah, yeah. Almost all the people around me failing the most important test and turning into different people and, and turning on me uh, and, you know, kind of throwing me to the wolves and, um, and doing the whole, you know, point your fingers and burn the witch kind of thing. And yeah, uh, and that fucked me up forever. <laughs> like I'm still like finding my way out of that because it's not really like I don't really know. I've I've kind of looked like I don't really know what to call like a social trauma like that. The only word that I've kind of like come up with like besides like because witch hunt is loaded even though it was technically literally a witch hunt because it, like, it was being yeah, called was a witch like i feel weird yeah. throwing that around but that's literally what it was it was like a modern day salem witch thing trying to come up with equivalence of trauma that suffered at the hands of a social group like not really sure what to call that or, or how to explore like support groups for that because i feel right, like sure. it's very specific when like a social group turns on you when when society turns on you, at, like as as a group, and traumatizes you, and like, how do you trust people again? How do you trust groups? How do you become a part of them? How do you get over being the other when yeah, you were made right. the other? Like, there's a, a whole lot in there. But what I figured out with a therapist was that the reason, like, they weren't zombies to me, it wasn't a fear of dead people because I'm not, I'm not afraid of dead people. I'm not afraid of death. I'm, I'm not really afraid of dying like you know to this degree that it would be showing up in nightmares and i and it it right, came down right, to sure. like why can't i why can't i express the difference between like a zombie and what i'm seeing and it came down to this like rotting thing and finally what i figured out was like that what it came back to was that was that trauma in grade school and what people revealed to me about what is inside them and i figured out like that's what i'm seeing i'm seeing what i saw then which was what's rotten in people yeah, yeah. And that that fear and that reveal, that big reveal of uh of what people can be uh at their worst. People yeah, I mean, people gone bad. That's that's the real life horror, you know, that that we've been talking about yeah. it's like, you know, you, you watch a movie where they have, you know, like a witch or something or like the movie that we watched, The Witch. The Witch. And it's like literally like this this interrogation, people turning on you. Very intense 
very traumatizing situation, especially, you know, whether it be a community, a community, like or your classmates or your family, you know, like it was in that movie. And, yeah. but then they have the supernatural and it's like, but that part doesn't matter. That's just, that's just the, it's just showing you what's going on in this, in this true story. You know, I remember that time and how fucked up it was and we didn't really know each other. And I mean, probably we knew of each other, but we didn't really know each other. Yeah. I mean, small school. <laughs> it was pretty small. Right. Totally. Totally. But I'm, I'm glad we became friends eventually. I think that's, I think that's great in that we've been able to talk about stuff that's happened to us since we've, you know, had a shared past and what we've experienced in between. Yeah. And like, I think it's, I think it's great that we're such fans of, of art in so many forms, you know, and that we can enjoy these things and we can also kind of heal, you know, with, with this art at the same time. And you can, and to be able to share that with someone is really special. Yeah. Oh, thank you for saying that. I feel the same way. I'm so glad that we met up later in life when, when we had kind of become different people. That's pretty true. Oh yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. More, more who we were meant to be. I'd say I so. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. We're both way cooler, I think. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> we're both like way cooler. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think uh, we've always been cool, but now we're just, we've, we've proven our point, you yeah. know, we're, we're leaning into the, to the awesome sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Thank you so much for listening. Please write in with feedback, listener questions, or episode requests to podcast.findingok at gmail.com. Let me know if you're interested in joining me on the show. I would love to have you. Finding OK is crowdfunded and paid for out of pocket. I am unemployed and anything helps. You are the ones helping me make this happen. Thank you. A link to the GoFundMe can be found on the brand new podcast website, www.finding-ok.com, and I post links routinely on my Facebook page. I also post relevant articles, art, memes, and resources daily. Feel free to friend me. Hecate F-O-K, H-E-C-A-T-E-F dot O-K-A-Y. You can also find me on Instagram. I have created a private Finding OK Facebook group for survivors. You are welcome there, and I hope you'll join us. Please take a minute to rate and review the podcast to help me reach more listeners. Reviews are featured on the new website, and you get a shout-out on the next episode. Thank you so much for your continued support. Please share, subscribe, and donate if you can. Thank you again for listening. This has been Finding OK. Black Lives Matter. Take care of yourself. Your heart is a muscle the size of your fist. Keep on loving, keep on pointing, and hold on, and hold on. Hold on for your life. Your heart is a muscle the size of your fist. Keep on loving.